Blog Talk Radio. here listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now around the corner and around the world, it's the David Bowers Awards with your host, the David Bowers. And we have some very special guests this month, Native American Canyon Records recording artist and former World Hoop Dance Champion, Tony Duncan. We have from England, the Big Bads, from New York City, the breaking hip-hop star International Nova and our very own house band who gives us our show music every single week, our theme music from the great state of Texas. It's Titty Bingo, two of our favorite things in the world, as well as engineer extraordinaire Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I am yours truly, John Bon Jovial. And now here is the voice of indie music himself, Ladies and gentlemen, the David Bowers. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, John Bon Jovial. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, our listeners all over the world. We did a, uh, a quick check earlier uh, this week, and we found that we are actually being heard in at least 40 different countries around the world. So to our friends and listeners around the world, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. We love you all. And we have, as John Bon Jovial just said, a great show lined up for you today. As you know, this is the show where every show is an award show. Why not? There's so many of them now, and I just read this week, there's another new country music award show being lined up. So we make every show an award show, and you, the listener, and our guests pick the awards. There's no nominations, no naming panels, no phony voting, no BS, just simple awards. Somebody has done or said something good, stupid, irrelevant, whatever, you want them to have an award, you write us and let us know, and we'll award them. Simple as that. If you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, write us and tell us about it at david at thedavidbowers.com. Put award in the subject line of your email, and we'll get right on it, and who knows, you may hear your award on the air here. And as a matter of fact, we are going to go to our first award right now. And our first award, I love that. that, that, that I, now, listeners, I have to tell you, that is not... Titty Bingo. That is our uh, that's our awards department that came up with that, and they worked long and hard for ten or twenty seconds to come up with that. Anyway, our first <laughs> award is congratulations to previous guests and FreeCreditScore.com finalists, Eva Love of Los Angeles, who just signed with our friends at Spectrum Music Group. They've teamed up for release of their upcoming album, We Are the Warriors which they gave us a sneak preview of on our April 13th show. If you missed it, it's available on podcast, as are all of our shows, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Just search the April 13th 
the David Bowers Awards, and you can hear the whole interview and everything else that we did that zany day. We Are the Warriors album will drop after the first of the year, and you can be sure to hear about it here because we want to be on top of that and let you know when it happens. You can follow Eva Love on Facebook, Twitter, Reverb Nation, as well as at EvaLoveTheBand.com. That's, that's one of those... Uh, I lost the word for it, but it's one of those things that's spelled the same backwards and forwards. E-V-O-L-O-V-E. Palindrome. That's the word. Thank you, John Bon Jovial. You can find them at evalove.com. Congratulations, Lucy, and all of Evalove. Congratulations also to Cindy and Jen at Lady Lake Music, who represent the Spectra Music Group. And remember, if you've got something that you think someone or something you think deserves an award, Email us, david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line. And before, I know John Bon Jovial's got something he wants to add, but while we're mentioning Spectre Music Group, I want to also mention a big charity event they have coming up, Giving Stage Charity Show from Music for Vets. That'll be November 1st, and we'll have all the details for you on our next show. It's a group effort with Spectre artists, Rise Records artists, plus Diane Cameron from Lady Lake. And listen here, our October show, we'll have all the details to, uh, for you. And John Bon Jovial, you have something for us. I do, David. Uh, I want to uh, give an award, albeit posthumously, but I want to give an award to Francis Scott Key because it was 200 years ago today that he penned our national anthem, uh, the Star-Spangled Banner. Oh, say can you see. Well, thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. I did little, not little know that. Little history lesson, ladies and gentlemen. I, I knew it was about this time. I didn't know it was today, but uh, thank you. Thank you so very much for that. And while we're on the, uh, on the uh, subject of anniversaries of uh, famous people and things, I'd like to take a moment at this point in time to salute, well, to have a special salute today. And it's not playing. <laughs> uh, Hardy Hyo Silver. It is playing? I can't hear it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, more technical difficulties here at David Bowers Reports. It's playing just fine. The Lone Ranger. Okay, I do have it now. I don't know what happened, but I lost audio there for a minute. I couldn't hear anything. But I wanted to take this time to salute Jack Carlton Clayton Moore on his 100th birthday. Then Clayton Moore will forever be the Lone Ranger. And for those of you who wonder why uh, we're saluting the Lone Ranger on a music show, there is, in fact, a what I think is a very good and serious musical tie-in. The music that was used for The Lone Ranger, uh, which you probably already know, was the very famous William Tell Overture by Rossini, which a lot of people consider one of, if not the, uh, greatest musical pieces ever written. And that music was, because of The Lone Ranger, was the introduction to many, uh, to many people to classical music. I know it was one of the, my first uh, introductions to classical music, that and uh, Disney's Fantasia. And because of The Lone Ranger, not only did uh, a lot of us grow up with a uh, 
with an inbuilt code of ethics, but we also learned an appreciation for classical music. So a special Lone Ranger tribute on today, which would have been his 100th birthday. Happy birthday, Clayton Moore. And next, we want to address a nasty rumor that's going around. It's being said that in light of Derek Jeter's retirement tour, that we here on the David Bowers Awards are trying to get David Letterman to guest on our show as part of his retirement tour. And let me make myself perfectly clear. That would be, that would be I think, a rather crass and obvious attempt to capitalize on the occasion of David Letterman retiring from hosting his talk show after all these years. And, yeah, uh, that's great. If, that's all well and good, but when are we getting him, huh? Come on, come on, spill the beans. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, you know, I, that, that, I think that would be rather crass. Now, now uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, referred to the ten reasons Letterman's retiring. If you miss them, uh, it's because, number ten, he wants to quit while he's still able to compete on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number nine, because he made millions selling crack to Rob Ford. Now there's a possibility. Number eight, the time slot was getting too Jimmy-esque, and that's entirely believable. Number seven, he's not retiring. He's consciously unhosting. Number six, reason that David Letterman is retiring, stop. Hammock time. Number five, reason Hillary Letterman, 2016. Oh, boy. Okay. Number four reason, after 31 years, he finally got through to the Obamacare website. Ooh. Number three, one word, Elopra. Number two, Jay Leno needs a partner for next season's Amazing Race. And the number one yeah, reason, yeah. according to Jimmy Fallon, that David Letterman is retiring, Jimmy Fallon is stealing his bits. Now, Again, let me make myself perfectly clear. It would be a crass and obvious attempt of us to capitalize on Letterman's retiring, retiring to try and get him on the show. And I want you all to know that this is absolutely 100% true. We are trying to capitalize on it, and we have invited David Letterman to appear on our show, and we have an open standing invitation for David Letterman to make our show a stop on his retirement tour. Fine. Good luck, showboy. Yeah, I had a hunch that was going to be our reply. <laughs> right now, I think we should probably move on with the music because uh, we've got a guest waiting. We've got music. We've got a lot of exciting things happening today. So we're going to move on to our first guest, a very exciting, upcoming, breaking hip-hop superstar who has a great sound. And we are so thankful to our friends over at Spectre Music Group and Lady Lake Entertainment for bringing him our way and presenting him to us so that we got to know him. And we're going to give you a chance to get to know him right now. First, we're going to play his current hit single. It's called Photogenic, featuring Zaim. Ladies and gentlemen, make him welcome. This is International Nova. <laughs> International Nova. Yeah, she's so bad A supermodel on that runway so fast 
chills But shorty looking right, gotta try to feel For real quick, take a photo And bend it over, shorty, damn, that's a photo <laughs> I throw them bands for that promo Bands that make a dance, I get it down So it up, go, 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 go down And put it on the shorty, slow down <laughs> I put it down for the night But she can get it anytime, hit it on sight <laughs> And baby girl, I'm your photographer I'm up inside of her <laughs> I think this girl, she the right one Miss Photogenic, hold it down with the Nikon And here is the very photogenic International Nova. Welcome aboard today, International Nova. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? There you are. Hello. Great, what's to, going great on? to have you on the show with us today. Nah, th- thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, what a great song. That's a, t- tell us a little about the, the song, the inspiration, how you put it together. Well, you know... All my songs definitely come from a, uh, a special place. And, um, you know, that record was definitely no different. Um, I do a lot of my own music. I have my own studio. So sometimes I can get up at 2 or 3 in the morning and, you know, just come up with a, with a concept. And uh, that's pretty much what happened with that record. We did that record about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I reached out to Zaim, who's a friend of mine. 
And, uh, yeah, we, we just made it happen. And, you know, it, it came out to be an amazing record, something that the ladies uh, are definitely loving. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely, definitely making some headway. And that's very important. The ladies got to love it or it ain't going <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> very true. Very true. Before we go any further, before we go any further, as you know, the, uh, <clears throat> the premise of this show, as hokey as it is, the premise of the show is it's an award show. And uh, you get to, uh, each of our guests get to give an award to whomever or whatever they want. What's your award today? Well, you know what? My award is going to go to my hometown of New York City. Um, you know, we just celebrated, or not not celebrated, but we just had the anniversary of the 9-11 incident. And, um, right. you know, as, as New York and whole, we came a long way from when it initially happened to where we are now. And um, I think it shows the resiliency of New York City and of people around the world. So I definitely want to give a shout-out and an award to New York City for that. Fantastic. I, I have to agree with you. The uh, people of, of New York City showed uh, they showed their mettle. They showed what they are. And I know that the, the city often gets a bum rap. They talk about people being cold in New York City and all a bunch of stuff and I do have to agree that a million dollars for a parking space is a little obscene, but by and large, uh, New York City is a pretty damn cool place. As a matter of fact, I, I've been around I've been around long enough that I remember back uh, what was it in the uh, late '60s, I think it was, uh, when the city went bankrupt. I think Lindsay was the mayor. And some pundit came up with the great idea. They said to solve the city's financial problems, since there are only a couple of ways in and out of the city that aren't already toll roads of one form or another, tunnels, bridges, or something, said just close off all of them, charge admission, and make New York City the world's largest theme park. And I thought that was a hell of an idea myself. <laughs> well, you know what, but sometimes I, I think you. sometimes I think New York is definitely a theme park today. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right about that. It is, but it is such a neat place. There's so much, there's so much to see and do and explore and find out about the city. Uh, mm -hmm. You can spend ages there and not see it all. It, it's, uh, it is truly one of the world's greatest cities. There's no two ways about that. Before we go any further, I want to, I want to touch on your name, which is rather unique. I would like to know how you came up with it. And what mm -hmm. do we call you? Do we call you international? Do we call you Nova? Is it Mr. Nova? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nova is actually my real name. It's actually my last name. Um, everybody, including my mom now, just calls me Nova. Um, so, you know, that's okay. Um, as far as the international part, As long as you know, they don't call you Chevy Nova. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, as far as the international part, I mean, that came from the overseas success that I had as part of my, my old group, uh, Street Corner. You know, we had a few uh, hits overseas that made the charts in uh, several different countries. Mm -hmm. So when um, when I did the whole solo thing, it was kind of, you know, let me choose something that's a little bit different, a little bit unique. And, um, you know, I just put the whole international thing together with my name, and, and, and that's where we're at today, International Nova. Hey, great. And John Bon Jovial, who has a unique name, uh, has something he'd like to toss in. John? Yeah, I, I, basically the, the, the question that I want to ask is, you know, I, I'm, I can tell by listening to your music, you're not a solo act. 
so you know, tell me about the you know the members of your ensemble, and 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 then just as a follow up question, uh, you know, hip hop of course is a is a very big thing today, and what sets you apart from uh, some of the more mainstream names like Jay Z and you know Snoop Dogg and, and these guys? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm actually I am a solo act. Um, what what I do with my music though is, you know, like I stated before, I have my own recording studio. Um, I'm very okay. hands on with my music. I do my own mixing, my own mastering. Uh, I pretty much record myself. Um, I'm very hands-on with my music. Same thing with my music videos. I shoot, edit, and uh, and and you know just do my own my own music videos as well. So I'm very hands-on with everything. As far as the music itself, um, I like to collaborate with a lot of different artists. Um, my music is different. It's not the typical hip hop. Um, I incorporate a lot of melodies, a lot of R and B into my music. Um, so that's probably what you're hearing and what you're referring to, um, which is just a lot of melodies and, and just a lot of R and B and different things like that. And yeah, you know, I think that is what I'm referring to because you know I, I'm you know and look I will. Uh, readily admit, you know, I'm a little old school when it comes to music. I grew up with the Temptations and the Four Tops and Marvin Gaye and, 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 and Jimi Hendrix and all this stuff. So, you know, to uh, a lot of us older guys, you know, hip-hop is something that, that, that we either love or hate or find something that, hey, this is pretty good. And, yeah. and I think that you came under the guise of, hey, this is pretty good. And so the, just the fact that you do have a melody in there, and to me, uh, to me, that's refreshing, and 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 it, it was a very you know very pleasant experience listening to that song. Well, thank you, thank you. I mean, you know, one thing I like to do is is I'm even though I'm a rapper, and uh, you know, and, and everything that comes with being a rapper, I'm very big on R&B, and I love R&B music. So um, I think a lot of my, my my music definitely reflects that, and. Um, I'm very big on melodies. Even when I'm rapping, I have a lot of melodies behind uh, my vocals and things like that. So, you know, it's definitely something I like to incorporate. I like to make it a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. As far as, um, you know, what makes me different from the Jay-Zs and Snoop Dogs and, and things like that, first of all, you know, those guys are legends. So I think that no matter what you do, um, you're always going to be different than what they're doing. But um, I think that, you know, what I bring is is some old school hip hop with a twist of new school and 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 fashion and everything that that is hip hop today. I think when when it first came out, hip hop was a lot different. It was more political. It was more of um, you know in the trenches, and and now it kind of you know shifted to being everything essentially. It's just it's a culture now. It's, it's not only music, but the way you dress, the way you walk, the way you talk. Um, the way you represent yourself. And I think that what I bring is kind of just a, a, a full circle of all that's new in hip-hop, but also I think all that's good in, in, in the original hip-hop and what hip-hop came from. Um, me being from the South Bronx um, and growing up in the South Bronx and growing up with Big Daddy Kane's and the Cold Crush Brothers and the Africa Bombadas and having met a lot of those people, I think that you know I incorporate some of that into my music along with some of the new school, um, but, you know, I think I, I'm more of a, of a bridge between both both worlds. I like the fact that you, uh, you've remembered the fact that hip-hop music is music, too, and you've incorporated music into it. I think sometimes it gets a little... Uh, it gets a little separated, and it, it, it's hard to think in terms of it being music. But I know you, speaking of separation, you've also separated yourself from uh, the wonderful city we just said so many nice things about, and you're now living in Atlanta, <laughs> and that you've found a few differences. 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, born and raised in New York City, uh, South Bronx, you know, I think that any time you leave New York, um, it's definitely completely different. You know, um, New York is definitely so much fast-paced. You know, everything is fast-paced. Everybody's on the move. Um, down south, and, you know, I've only been here for about two months now, or two and a half months, but down here is much more laid back. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful state of, of Georgia, and I love it here so far. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely a lot different than what New York is. Um, it's definitely getting, you know, used to. It takes some getting used to. Um, but so far, I love it. I love it. It's beautiful out here, man. You know, I have a lot more space than I did back home in New York City. Um, you know, I actually have a backyard and, and, and just having a house, you know, to me, that's a big thing. And um, yeah, I, coming from I the South you. Bronx, is different. Yeah, I heard you had a, a nice new home down there, and uh, I don't know if you're partying with the Bieber yet or not, but <laughs> I, did hear, I did hear one other thing I want to touch on here before we get to your next song, and that is, I understand that there's a lovely lady in the picture, too. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you know, um, it, it's when you're in this industry, it's kind of hard to find somebody that, you know, is able to to understand everything that you go through. Um, and you know, for me, it, it, she came at a point in time where I was just starting my my solo career, and um, you know, she's been there from the beginning of it. So it's it's definitely refreshing to have somebody, um, pretty much, you know, be there every day with you. Well, I was uh, I was listening to a show you were interviewed on here the other day. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Jack's show, but uh, I know that he was encouraging you to go ahead and give her a ring. You haven't given her a ring already, have you? Oh, I think you're talking about uh, uh, Jimmy's show, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's show, well, yeah, it, that was... It's, oh. it's funny because... How could you know, I forget Jimmy... a show from Jimmy? Man, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, it, put, you're putting this guy on the spot now, talking about the rings <laughs> and all that. Because if his lady is listening, she's going to have certain expectations now. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, dude, I'll let you know where he lives. You can take care of him afterwards. <laughs> well, Nova, you've had a great sport about this. Before we let you go, we are going to play another track of yours. We're going to play Hush, which is featuring Note. And uh, tell us a little about this track. Yeah, it actually features Notes, who's one of my artists. Um, I have my own label notes, as well. Okay. Yeah, I have my own label, my own artist under my label, and um, Notes is one of the guys who's uh, he's been around me for about 10 years, man, since I started this music thing, and he's part of the original group that we had, and, um, you know, this is another record that I'm just having fun. I, I like to make fun music and, you know, music that people can enjoy, and uh, this is one of those records that we literally came home one day and just heard the beat, and, you know, we did the record in about 20, 25 minutes. And, um, you know, I love performing the record. It's, it, has, it brings a whole different vibe to the record. Um, he adds his own R&B element to it as well. And, um, you know, it's one of the records that we decided to put on the album, and it's getting great, great feedback. Fantastic. Let's give it a listen. Thank you so much for joining us today, International Nova. I hope you'll come back and see us again in the near future. Definitely, and thank you for having me. And, you know, big shout-out to you guys and to what you guys are doing. Shout-out to Lady Lake my team, the Bart Don Agency, and, and again, just thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Fantastic. It's been great to have you. Thank you so much. And here is it. International Nova. It's called The Hush. <laughs>
in a bottle, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, before I get into uh, paying a bill here, I, I just want to you know, put my two cents worth in about International Nova. Uh, nice guy. Uh, I think he's got a bright future. And uh, I tell you what, from this 63-year-old white guy, I, I can appreciate what he's doing. I think that I, I, I really enjoyed that. That's really, really good stuff. Uh, okay, <laughs> now that I've now that I've revealed way too much about myself, uh, I just want to <laughs> let you know that uh, we want to remind you that you know you can be a proud supporter of the David Bowers Awards and you can wear David Bowers on your chest proudly every single day of the week if you so choose by ordering an official the David Bowers Awards T-shirt. And these are the only official T-shirts of the David Bowers Awards and are available only on our website at thedavidbowers.com. That's T-H-E-D-A-V-I-D-B-O-W-E-R-S.com. We keep the price down by taking absolutely no profit from them. They're strictly for our fans and followers. They are high-quality T-shirts in black or white, ladies' or men's sizes. And if you order now, we're going to send them to you for only $14.30 each. That's right, $14.30. So order now by going to www.thedavidbowers.com. Coming up on the uh, David Bowers Awards, Tony Duncan debuts his new 
WCD, the Big Bads call in live from London, and uh, we're going to talk to our good friends and play a little bit of Titty Bingo, one of our favorite games, one of our favorite musical ensembles. Uh, so uh, just want to let you know that uh, coming up next is going to be uh, a um, you know, from England, the Big Bads, and uh, David, go ahead and take it away. Well. Thank you very much. Amazing. You said that all with the same mouth. Uh, we're, we're very appreciative. Yes, I, you're I, I absolutely did. Sometimes right. I, I, yeah, sometimes I have hoof and mouth disease, but not today. <laughs> That's hoof in mouth as opposed to hoof in mouth. But anyways, moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, from merry old England, we're going to give you a fantastically fun group that just does some damn listenable music. I think you're really going to enjoy them. Here they are. The Big Bads and Come Alive. Right. Right. 
Bads. And welcoming uh, the Big Bads from London. I see we've got uh, we've got two of them on the phone right now. So let's get right to it and see. Let's start with the. Uh, well, let's start with this and say hello. Who's on this line? Hello, and we got Georgie and Georgie. Michael. Georgie, Mark, and Michael, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hello. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome aboard. How, how did you say over there? Jolly good, Governor. <laughs> Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. here. Jolly good evening to you, sir. Yes, super. Fantastic super. to be here. Quiet. <laughs> So glad to have you on board with us over here from across the pond, and what a great way to start the show! I love the I love the song, and that Thank is you. an interesting. Thank you very story. much. Thank that you. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, you're very welcome, and uh, return. Thank you for accepting and joining us this afternoon. Before we go any further, as you know, this is an award show, and you get to make an award. So, what's your award for today? Hey David, we'd like to give an award to Kate Middleton, who is the Duchess of Cambridge, wife of the heir to the throne, who has announced this week uh, she is expecting another baby, and she's fighting her way through morning sickness to give us another heir. So it's like an heir and a spare, really. It'll be <laughs> a third or fourth of life to spare. It, it could be a slightly smaller kingdom that they'll be reigning over as we could well lose Scotland on Thursday. So I think we're kind of concerned about that over here in uh, the United Kingdom. And, of course, it will give Prince George um, a, a sister to uh, who, Prince George, who we like to call the half-blood prince, because Prince William is 100% royal. Kate is 0% royal, which makes Prince George the half-blood prince. And so he's going to have a sister or brother. <laughs> Fantastic. It's like from Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. I've been following the story of the, uh, of the Scottish separation uh, movement. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a story, I think I... I can't remember if I saw it this morning or yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, there's a story going around over here that uh, some people think if Scotland does withdraw from the uh, from the UK, that we should reunite and uh, become a member again. Mm-hmm. Wow, yes, that that'd be perhaps a good possibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting thing now. I understand their reasoning for it. They feel that there are, you know, they they, they feel that there are some things that uh, you have going for you over there that are better than we have here. One of they believe your health care is better than health care in this country. Uh, my my worry, my concern would be that we might be bringing some things that you don't want, like our political system over there. <laughs> is it not as good? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know a lot about your uh, your uh, politics, you know, up close and personal, having never visited. But uh, I, I, I'm really thinking that with the mess we have in politics over here, uh, you might want to think twice about getting that, getting involved in that. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. we'll, we'll take that advice. We Absolutely. Like, yeah. We like fun and games here, especially in the big bad world. Definitely. Yeah, because you've got a president. I'm not sure how our queen would feel about that. No. That yes, that would be well. uh, yeah, that would be something that we'd have to uh, we'd have to work to resolve. I guess he would mm-hmm. just oversee 
our president would just oversee our portion of the uh, of the kingdom. Yeah. It's, uh, and, would that make us the fifty? Would, would yeah. that make us how the fifty third state of America, though? No. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a, that would be a mm. uh, an interesting situation. Yeah, I I read that yeah. and I thought. Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out if it was tongue-in-cheek or if the guy was serious, but uh, it's an interesting <laughs> proposition. You know, after 200 yeah, and some odd years... We've got that all sorted out between ourselves now, though, you know. Mm. We yeah. could spearhead the whole, you know, join, joining of, of the two yeah, nations. Yeah, the joining yeah. of the two nations. Yeah, yeah that would that, out that would definitely ourselves. be an interesting, uh, interesting talking point. And speaking of talking points... Your group's name is a talking point. How did you come up with that? Yeah, but Michael, you could probably help me. We, we had lots of different names going around, and, and uh, I think we just sort of, we had an evening where we'd perhaps had a drink or two. <laughs> I'm perhaps going to, you know, that may have happened. And we were writing lists of <laughs> names, and we thought that one sounded good, and it stuck, you know. I don't <laughs> think it has any particular meaning to it, does it, Georgie? Well, it's big and it's bad and it's totally us. A bit naughty, yeah. you know. Just kind of fun. What we do. Yeah. <laughs> that's the important thing. As long as it's you, that's that's what counts. Now yeah. you've yeah. had uh, some. You've had an interesting association with the videos. Uh, tell us about your video. Oh, which which one? The every moment. The, uh, yeah, the uh, the Disney Association. Oh, yeah, that was quite fun with the How to Train Your Dragon. Well, we've been doing lots of videos recently um, with different backgrounds and stuff, and, and How to Train Your Dragon was coming out, and we thought that would be really, really fun. Um, so, yeah, but I, actually, Michael came up with that idea. So what do you reckon, Michael? We just thought it would, would work with, with, the, with the song. And yeah. we're just trying exactly. to present our music in, in lots of different ways, really. Um, and it just seemed, the song seemed to work as a great, soundtrack to those uh to the to the to the clips of, of the animation and also seem to go with the kind of off-world uh image that the big bads have you know it's perhaps something you know a little bit different a little bit out there and and we like the the marriage of the the song with that with that animation so we thought we'd put that out yeah. we'll make another one as well though actually we just the, the idea is we're just going to keep putting stuff out there different videos different images just mm. try and get our songs across um you know see what that sort of imagery creates for people I was going to ask if uh, if you had planned on doing any more specifically. I was thinking in terms of uh, since you've already uh, you've already broken into the uh, Disney treasure vaults, there you you might be doing Frozen or something. <laughs> I love Could that. Do. Yeah, that'd Could be do. fun. I don't know how we're going to top that soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Very popular. Place, I mean, uh, global smash. So yeah, yeah, you never know. We'll have to uh, have a think. We just try and sort of think of images that, that go well with the music that we're doing and what inspires us and, you know, and that sort of sure. thing. And, yeah. and if it just sort of seems like something our music would go with. And also it's like that fantasy world that the big bad is all about. And so I, we just want to go wherever it takes us. And image is, is really important these days. Um, getting it right can be hard, but having fun is the most important thing, you know. Absolutely, and it's it's obvious that you do that. I I love the the idea that you you use the, the inspirational you know kind of 
whatever happens, happens concept. Our last guest here, uh, International Nova, was telling us that he gets his best ideas for his songs when he wakes up in the middle of the night. So I don't yeah, know, yeah. If John, I don't know if John Bon Jovi woke up in the middle of the night with this or not, but I, I know he has a question for you. John? Well, yeah, hi. First of all, guys, I am just absolutely chuffed to bits that you're here with us today. Oh, and, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having oh, us. Oh, sure. Now, Georgie, i got a question for you. I'm looking at your Facebook page, and now these <laughs> tears that are under your left eye, is that a tattoo? No. <laughs> no, it's not, actually, no. It took her two months to get that tattoo <laughs> oh, onto her eye. It was so painful. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, all, it's all sort of makeup that we, we um, can play around with, and you can use different ones. So we try to do different things, but it's all based around steampunk and a mixture of theatre, and the tear is sort of like, like a mime artist, I suppose. It's a mixture of all those things. If that makes sense. And I see the, yeah, and I see the steampunk thing is, uh, you know, that of course that's taken off, and is, it, I, I'm sure over in England it's big, but uh, you know, here in the United States, uh, it's 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 really uh, taken off and become quite yeah. a thing. But there's, now there's yeah. a picture of three of you on the, uh, the the Facebook page here. Is 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 that the core of the band, or are there other members as well? There are other members. Yeah, we have um, Yesin who plays the bass. We also have Mike, who plays the drums, and Charlie, who recently has joined us doing some backing vocals for us. Um, so actually, at the moment, we have, we have six band members. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, we, we, we're sort of the core writers. So myself, Mark, and Michael, who you see on the pictures, we okay. write the songs um, and come up with all that. And, uh, but our band actually has been, been together now as a proper band for about two years. Yeah, and, and and listening to your song just a few minutes ago, Georgie, ha- have you had formal training, uh, you know, vocal coaching? Because uh, you've really got a very sweet voice. Thank you very much. Um, I only had a year as I got. I didn't actually know I could sing until I was eighteen. All my all my teachers said I couldn't sing, so I didn't know. And I ended up going to karaoke and things, and then people said I could sing. Um, and I absolutely always loved music and sang in my bedroom my whole life every day for hours and then I did some formal training for about a year at college um, and studied singing um, so I had about a year's formal training yeah okay yeah. David I, I know that you uh, were going to ask them uh, something about touring weren't you yes absolutely as a matter of fact I'm glad you mentioned that uh, uh, are you doing a lot of touring over there right now yeah Michael do you want to answer this one yeah, so we we did a, a our actual sort of full tour was uh, last December, and since then we've been uh, just gigging in a, in and around London, um, and we did a couple of gigs uh, just at the beginning of this month actually, and we're just trying to trying to gig really regularly because I think I think we are strongest when we're playing live. It's the thing we do best is play live. Um, so we we're constantly tr- um, out there playing, and uh, we're, we're, we've got a, a, a gigs we're working towards this year, and um, then we're hoping to get into the festival scene, um, which is really strong over here in England um, next summer. Um, so yeah, but we we yeah. uh, we love playing together. So I think you know we all really uh, get a, a big kick out of our, our live shows, and uh, yeah, so we're constantly. Doing that, yeah. it's quite it's quite a hard thing to do. It's quite a hard um, the, the the live scene. The, there's lots of opportunities to play live, but 
at, at the same time getting you know getting the right venue and getting people out to see you is is hard work and uh, we keep plugging away at it and that is so important the the, the live music the, the live shows are what actually physically connect you with your audience and yeah. if you yeah. you know if you can get out there and do that it's going to it's going to do nothing but solidify your career. It's going to help you sell uh, sell CDs, of course, and sell your music. And uh, you're, you're just going to grow and build fans as you go along. We talk yeah. to yeah. a lot of artists over here, and uh, that's uh, you know something that they're constantly striving for and and have to. You've got to get out there. It's the it's the yin to the yang of making the music and. Uh, you can't really advance one without the other. Are you planning yes. on coming over to the States someday? Oh, oh we would love to. In bye time, in bye time. <laughs> How about next week? Can we do next week? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Not a we problem. We would love to, though. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. That would be a dream, yeah. 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 That would be great. And how would uh, you get there, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's yeah, that's the, the the problem a little bit. You have to do uh, you have to do a little homework and make a few contacts and connections yeah. together yeah. to get a uh, a tour set up that's going to you know make it uh, make it pay for you because you got to pay the bills. We all have to pay our bills. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? But if you if you guys are if you guys are doing mm-hmm. the uh, the festival scene over there, a lot of uh, a lot of acts actually go from the festival scene to coming over here because uh, those festivals are, are big things, and there's a lot of the right people there uh, who notice yeah. these acts. And somebody comes along, and they see you, they like you, and they'll uh, you know they'll try to uh, put to, put you together with somebody over here and uh, and do a tour. And that's one way to yeah, break into the market. Yeah, it's so important to play live because that's, I think, where you get seen. And as you say, you get the, the, the right people get to see you, and it's all very well recording, etc. But I think until you get your music out there in front of a live audience, you don't really know if if it's working and if you're going to make a connection with the audience. So it's really important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we we have a segment which we are we're not doing on the show today because we are so full of guests and music. Uh, but we do have a segment we call Rockstar 101, where we have various uh, professionals from the music industry. We've had uh, record company executives, we've had promo men, we've had radio people, uh, we've had uh, artist management people who come on the show and talk about what it takes to make a successful career in the music business. And that's yeah. one of the points that they've almost been universal on the fact that if you're going to make it in this business, when you're starting out, the most important two things you can do is one, know your music, and two, get out there and play it every chance you can. Get oh, yeah. live, not only for the experience, but to get people to know you, to build a following, and to get noticed. So, uh, yes. yeah, that is There's incredibly just important. Like it, though, if you're performing, I, I, I just don't know any other feeling. Also, that's the, the thing about music. It's not just it's for the audience to connect to you, but also for you to connect to your music because that's the moment. That's what it's all about. You know, recording it is one thing, but actually singing it and being there, there's just no feeling like it. Oh, absolutely. So we've got, we've got and, and a really special other. Yeah, exactly. We've got, I think there's a real special bond between... Um, you know that the band as as a whole we're just sort of a group of musicians who uh we just really spark off each other and um 
you know, it's uh, something that's really special helps when happens when we play live. Exactly, and the audience can feel that. It, it's important that you have that, uh, and I, I think it's neat that you have the, the spontaneity and the interaction between you because that's something that will help the audience relate with you, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's all about the relationship. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. John Bon Jovial, did you have something? No, uh, you know, I was going to ask about the, 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 the tour, and I was going to ask about coming over here to the United States, and hopefully someday okay. you guys will, and if you do, please be sure to let us know, because we'd, you know, we'd love to see you, and if you ever were in the neighborhood, we'd love to have you on live with us here in the studio. Oh, thank you yeah, so thank much. You. We'd love to meet you. Uh, but you guys, have got a, yeah, you guys have got a great sound. You, you really do. And I, I was... Uh, uh, you know, our previous guest, International Nova, I was telling him that, you know, I, I would consider myself to be a member of the, the older demo, if you will. And, uh, you know, he's a hip-hop artist and a, and a damn good one uh, at that. Uh, but, um, you know, you, you're, the stuff that you do reminds me a great deal of some of the music uh, that both David and I grew up with. David's just a couple of years older than me. Uh, you know, I'm in my early 60s, and, you know, I grew up with The Temptations, The Four Tops, yeah. the, Gra- the Grateful Dead, The Beatles, of course. And, mm. uh, and, and even though I was a young child, you know, a lot of doo-wop music. And, and mm. I hear, especially Georgie, I hear in your voice, I hear some of the, uh, you know, the balladeering that, uh, you know, Buffy St. Marie did back in the day. So, you know, yeah, that, oh, that's thank probably you. why yeah, I haven't... I I hear yeah. Oh sure, no, that's probably why I have an affinity for what you do. But uh, you know, look, David, I'll let you close this out. Thank you guys for being with us. We're going to play another one of your songs. Have a great day. It's been a pleasure, David. Take it away. It's been our pleasure entirely. So glad that you guys could take some time and be with us this afternoon. I hope you get back to us when you have some new music coming up and uh, we can get you back on the show, talk some more, play some more of your music. Tell us a little bit about this next song we're going to play. and I was just going through my notes here. I got to catch up. It fell down. Okay, it's called Amazing. Amazing. I found it. Tell us about Amazing. So, um, I wrote Amazing uh, a, a few years back, and I was not having a great time at that moment. But I'm always a positive person, and um, I think whenever you're having a really tough time, it's a story about life, and that one day you'll you'll feel brilliant, you know, amazing, and and you've just got to always have hope, basically. That's it. Well, it's an amazingly listenable song, too. Audience, I think you're going to like this. Georgie, Mike, and Mark, thank you again for coming in and spending some time with us this afternoon, sharing your stories and your music. We look forward to having you back in the future. Thanks, David. It's been brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you all three again. Ladies and gentlemen, the big bads, it's amazing.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, just, you know, we've got to pay the bills here, just like any other radio station from time to time. And we do want to tell you about our good friends with Computer Help USA. Uh, Computer Help USA provides us with the studios with which we can broadcast this fine show. And uh, just want to let you know that, uh, you know, they do a lot of good work for people. There's a lot of people out there that are really, they're going out of their way to screw with your life, to screw with your computer, to make things miserable in general. They're hackers, they're creators of viruses, and, you know, generally not very nice people. Uh, if you do get a virus on your computer... Uh, if it's performing um, slowly, uh, just not doing what you think it should, you should give Computer Help USA a call because not only are they located locally in Naples, Florida, but we can reach out also uh, across the Internet and do what's called remote desktop where we can actually get into your computer, take it over, of course, with your permission, and uh, affect a really good repair for you, get your computer running better than the day it was new. You should check them out. Computer Help USA. They are located in Naples, Florida. So if you are uh, local, uh, it's 2079 J&C Boulevard in Naples, Florida. You can find us on the web at www.comphelpusa.com. And, of course, you can give us a call anytime at area code 239-596-6112. That's Computer Help USA arguably Naples' oldest computer shop here to serve you and make your life a lot easier today. David? Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. And without any further ado, let me bring on Titty Bingo and a thing. <laughs>
definitely one of those songs your uh, parents would try to keep you away from. <laughs> Juicy Lucy pulls no punches. So let's pull no more punches and bring on from Kitty Bingo, Dar Jamel. Welcome aboard, Dar. How are you? Doing just fine, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm better than I deserve, I think. Happy to be here with you. <laughs> well, I I don't think you have to worry about that. If you're doing that well, you deserve to be doing that well. <laughs> thank you. So uh, we're, we're glad to what have you. What do you want to talk about? What, what are we going to well, do? I don't do know what's up. Where should we go party? Well, no, we know that. We go to, we're going to do the party, and we're going to come down to Texas and go over to Ferdinelli's, right? That's it. You come out. You got to come find us. <laughs> but you'll like it when you we get can there. do that. I have a sneaky suspicion we will. <laughs> y'all ought to come down and do a little remote. You would enjoy it. The view is just killer, and. Uh, well, right now, you know, we're suffering a bit of a drought in Texas, but uh, <clears throat> sad, but, you know, I think we'll come back. It's raining now, and uh, uh, coincidentally, Willie's playing Farm Aid, played Farm Aid yesterday, so uh, hopefully that'll give some farmers some relief, and we're getting a little rain, so that's good. But uh, the Titty Bingo studio is it looks right out on the Perdinalis River. And uh, we kind of got there and decided we'd never move. So uh, Fantastic. that's where all, that's where all, that's where those songs come from. Um, well, I can't say that's where they, that's where they get done. That's not necessarily where that's they That's where come they get from. done. <laughs> well, you know, sometime, uh, sometime we have you guys on the show and uh, uh, Willie's around, you be sure and tell him the door's open. He's welcome to stop in and say hello to us anytime. Uh, we'd love to I have will. him say hello, too. And you guys have been making some great music for a long time now. And I know that you've just gone through a, uh, a thing where you have uh, remastered uh, a bunch of your music. Tell us about that. Well, uh you probably heard uh, a bit back that Andy Johns had passed away, and uh, he was a great producer, awesome music producer. And he and I had been friends for a long time before he started to work for us. He was a friend of another friend of mine's he was making a record for. And uh, uh, for people that don't know, Andy is brother of Glenn, and the two of them were... Uh, Big, very uh, <laughs> straight-minded in terms of what they wanted. Uh, made a uh, couple of the first uh, st- early Stones records, Exile on Main Street. Worked with Traffic, Eric Clapton, some really great, great records. And, uh, I mean, that would be to minimize it. It was like from Eric Clapton to P- Jimmy Page really some of the early stuff where he learned and his brother kind of split off and did a bunch of stuff for the Eagles. Anyway, to kind of cut through his background, uh, he passed away a few months back and uh, it got me thinking about some of the stuff we'd done with him and uh, how hard it was to get it the way he wanted it. And it's very different 
when we record with Rob. And so what we did was we went through everything that we had. We tried to just pick out a, I wouldn't say the best, but just a spectrum of what the band did. And so it involved, uh, and when I say Rob, we did uh, probably half or maybe a little less of the record with Rob Fabroni, who uh, was uh, the one that recorded the last waltz for the band. And his method is much, his method is much different than uh, Andy's. Andy's is more you build from the bass and, and drum track, and you build the guitars into this big thing and the, and the you know, double and the vocals and doing the vocals a million times. Rob's more of a uh, couple of takes, try to catch the moment and the energy, whereas Andy will make you do it a hundred times. And uh, so uh, we learned from both, really, and tried to take that and then <clears throat> use uh, Rob's mastering uh, technology that uh, is called Real Field. It sort of gives the music a little bit more of a uh, uh, analog sound, even though it's digitally recorded and uh, are played back digitally. A lot of the stuff we did with Andy was back when we were using tape. And uh, but what we just listened to was like a straightforward live track with uh, Rob that we did with Rob for Bronny. So uh, I like both ways, but we thought it would be more of a uh, clearer picture to, to to have one thing where a little bit of everything was there and. Uh, I wouldn't say it's all there. There's a there's about 50 or 60 recorded songs that uh, got held back, and a, about a dozen that need to be re-recorded. So we'll go through and do it again. I, I like the uh, the way it ended up, where it wasn't <clears throat> so much all done one way. But it's tricky to take right. that and then make and make it all where it sounds like it. It's not so uh, different from one from the from one track to the next, and Rob did a great job uh, mastering it. I I sort of picked out the songs and we, and he uh, made some comments that uh, made me reconsider a few things. It's harder getting taking things out than it is putting them in, and uh, especially you know if you if you liked it to begin with. And as time goes by and you hadn't heard it, even if you had things you didn't like about it, it's hard to remember what they were. You know, and you go, why didn't I like right. that? You know? <laughs> so, uh, right. But the, you know, hard to recover that close, moment, the feeling of the moment. Well, it's it's sort of when you're so close to something, you, you're picking things apart almost uh, too much. And uh, mm-hmm. Andy, would, Andy would literally spend two weeks just getting a drum track, and so then you'd have to. So making a record could take a year, take longer. And we've and, seen uh, that happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I mean, I do like what he gets. It's it's extremely great sounding. In fact, uh, I think the la- for the last big uh, Van Halen record, I think he did. And uh, that's been a few years back. And, uh, you know, his ability to take something 
and make it where it actually connects on the radio. And uh, he knows how, uh, even though it may be a little more extreme than the band normally sounds, uh, it's it's cool. I like it. Uh, I mean, what we just heard, I don't know if you could make that that much more extreme. He and I had an argument, even though that track is a Rob Fabroni track. Uh, when when it was done originally, uh, I said, well, I wrote the song, and I want a slide guitar over, over the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, I want a slide to answer every vocal. And... Uh, Andy was just, no, 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 no. You know, he wanted to sit there and work out parts for each thing. And uh, sure. he'd, go storm, he'd go storming off, and then the next day he'd come back, and I'd, I'd, be back, I'd come back, and he'd be in there working on, so, well, there's pieces of this we can use. And so we would kind of compromise, and then I'd do that, and then he'd do a little bit. It would be whoever was in there would just sort of do what they want. We'd kind of keep uh, trading off and, and a lot together, but uh, we learned a lot about. Uh, Andy was particularly known for the Led Zeppelin, you know, getting a recorded sound for John Bottom and Led Zeppelin. And uh, right. I'm not too sure it was either Andy or Jimmy Page doing it, but Andy sure left there knowing how to do it. And uh, yeah, uh, and he's he's got to some... pick something up. Was well, he so involved anyway, with the, I was going to say, was he involved with uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, debut album back in 1968? I believe he was even with, involved with Jimmy Page before that. With uh, I'm not sure, but I think with the Yardbirds. Well, that is going back. Yeah, that's good. So that's they, good stuff. That is amazingly yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it is. And then uh, the 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 traveling through time from uh, Led Zeppelin over to the Stones and that whole exile on Main Street, completely insane period of the Stones, and uh, somehow managed to get through that. And uh, you know, I guess we're all <laughs> sort of a product of some of that. It's sort of like Chuck Berry. You know, I mean. I'm sure if he heard that last song, he would think I stole it. But I probably, you know, I can't pl- I can't play music and not have some influences, and he would sure be one of them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to reflect your influences. Well, you know, I, I remember a few years back we were there was a little party down the street, and uh, <clears throat> it was like a Halloween party or something, and. Uh, uh, so we walked down the street. It was a nice place, and uh, somebody handed me a glass, a big, huge glass of African beer that was, like, really strong, and I set it down after one sip. But I got there and <laughs> noticed that Billy Gibbons, Billy Gibbons was there, and it was in a big tent, and Chuck Berry was going to play. And everybody was panicking because Chuck wasn't there. And... Uh, <clears throat> So, uh, you know, of course, they wanted Billy to play. Well, he, he was notorious for being late all the time, Chuck Berry. Well, was. yeah, well, of course, he shows up, where's my money? And, I mean, within a minute of, of getting out of the car, collecting his money, he's on the stage and everyone's on their feet. I mean, <laughs> everyone, the whole place. He did, you know, and it was just... 
bombardment of hit after hit after hit. And, uh, I mean, Billy and I did never left the front of the stage. And it was, I mean, this has been about eight or nine years. I mean, I know Chuck's getting up there, but, boy, you wouldn't, <clears throat> it'd be tough to find anything uh, heavier in the roots of rock and roll than that. Stones, Beatles, otherwise. And uh, yeah, I think they'd have, they'd have to carve out that, you know, that influence for sure. And uh, But there's so many, you know, it'd be hard to say what. Uh, made Andy or what made, you know makes us who we are being with Willie all these years obviously certain things get done a certain way and uh, absolutely pretty, sure and pretty much the way we learn from him and uh, now you're in, you're in, you're involved right now aren't you on a project a movie project uh, tell me about it <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping you'd tell me. Are, are, aren't you working on a uh, on a movie project about Doug Som? Well, I'm not, no. Somebody called me about it. Jonet Petoskey, that's a great writer, music writer, uh, is doing a movie of Doug, and uh, uh. I'm not sure when it's coming out. But we spoke about it just the other day. And uh, Doug was an old, old dear friend of mine, and we were just kind of running through uh, <clears throat> sort of what would be the basic requirements of, of the many sides of Doug uh, from the early uh, kind of fall English band, which she's about a mover, and uh, mm-hmm. on on through uh, his... Uh, Heavy, heavy-duty uh, T-Bone Walker blues stage with the horn band that influenced the Boss Skaggs era. I mean, that was still really early on. And oh, then, don't forget uh, the Texas Tornadoes as well. well. Well, but that was later. In fact, Doug was, I think, seven or eight years old when he had his picture taken with Hank Williams. And oh, uh, oh, he oh. played solo in front of the Grand Ole Opry on steel guitar when he was about nine. So <laughs> this kid was raised on country music, and it was no nonsense. I mean, it was all really uh, the acute, uh, educated knowledge of the country, of the blues, of later the te- what you call the Tex-Mex and the Tejano with uh, the tornadoes and uh, <clears throat> all of that was done with a, remar- a remarkable uh, knowledge that couldn't really, it, it was so sophisticated and well researched, but mm. from the core. I mean, when you see Doug Song play, you see <clears throat> Stevie Ray playing guitar. Really, from, yeah. because both of them were big T-Bone Walker guys. Now, Doug didn't have that uh, monster rig that Stevie used, where Stevie got all those Hendrixy and killer sounds. But Doug basically played the same damn thing on a Fender with the clean sound, which is a lot harder. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and just amazing, amazing. It would be like if you saw T-Bone Walker or Dr. John 
they would be like expecting Doug to bring as much to the table in terms of the the history and the knowledge of music as anyone. Mm. I mean, in front, well, if I know, anybody, I know go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I know I know you're passionate about the music. You're you're involved uh, tremendously with the Austin music scene, and uh, you 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 and the guys are involved with the Moody Theater, where they do Austin City Limits, aren't you? Well, Freddie, uh, our drummer, uh, helped build it and uh, does all the film production there. And uh, wow. yeah, that's... so. Uh, so when it's not Austin City Limits and it's a band that wants to go in there and make a, uh, I mean, a killer soundstage video that you can do in front of a live audience, it sound the sound is, <clears throat> I've never been in a building that sounded better. I mean, really? it sounds yeah, like, I'm... oh, well, when Willie played in there with the symphony or whether it's, uh, I've only seen a few acts in there, but, uh, when I saw Willie with the symphony, you could hear every little chime, every little, every tiny little pluck of the guitar. Uh, then uh, a few weeks uh, back, I think they had Ch- Trombone Shorty, who's just great. And uh, they uh, and the sound in there was a lot louder, but it was so crystal clear, and every v- every seat is so close. Uh, you know, it's set up to record Austin City Limits, so it's basically right. a, a audio-visual recording studio where you go in and watch a show. And uh, right. it was built from the ground up to be that. I mean, it's a, uh, like when they did it, I said, y'all are building the most expensive beer hall in the country here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I could get involved with. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I mean, we could get involved talking. I think we could get involved talking with uh, Dar all day here. Uh, you guys are are all tremendous guests to have on the show, and you're just filled with so much. Uh, not only the knowledge of the music and your your passion for it, but the stories about the people you've worked with, and uh, it's just incredible. We had a. I think we could do a. Uh, a Titty Bingo special. Just have the guys from Titty Bingo on and just talk for a couple hours. It would be fantastic. Unfortunately, we, we don't have that much time today. That would be great. Well, We'd that, love to do it. Uh, yeah, we'd You pass love the that. word on, Dar, and tell them that, uh, hey, if uh, you guys ever want to sit down and do a Titty Bingo special, we'll put it together and we'll do one for you. That's that's well, a given. But uh, we're well, going we to have to get on here. Go ahead. Okay, well... Well, I was going to say, we'll just get us a little get-together, get our heads together about what and when, and we'll do it. That'll work for me. You just let me know any time. We'll put it together. And we're going to put together the second song from your uh, from your uh, new – this is going to be on the new album, and it's a thing called Homework. Tell us about Homework, because this is a newer track, isn't it? Well, actually, this is an Andy Johns track now you're fixing to listen to, and uh, it's uh, it's the only cover on the record. It's an Otis Rush song, uh, one of my favorite blues guitar players and songwriters, and uh, this song was uh, co- has been covered by a few bands, but 
it just we did it in the studio with Andy, and it just seemed like something that we needed. This is the last song on the record. And this is the new album. Now, is this available now? You know, I'm not sure. I know you can hear parts of it. You may be able to hear hear it on uh, iTunes, but uh, I know you can hear parts of it on our website, and it may be that we're going to just I, – I, to tell you the truth, I'm not that great at promoting on this, but I think that if they're not up, they'll be, they can expect them to be up. I know that uh, – that Juicy Lucy's a free download on our website. Right. People that want to hear it can just go out on there and download it. Uh, this one is uh, was one that we recorded with Andy many years ago, and uh, it just uh, seemed like it needed to be on here. And so, let's listen to it. Well, I'm I'm told that uh, homework is available on the website. It's available on iTunes and also on Amazon. And so for uh, fans and listeners who want to check it out, tittybingo.com. And you can uh, hear Dar and all the guys from Titty Bingo get together. Some really great stuff. This is off a new and remastered uh, CD that they are in the process of releasing. As I said, a couple of the tracks are available right now. And we're going to play one of them. It's called Homework. Dar Jamal, Titty Bingo, thank you so much for joining us here today. We look forward thank to you, having Dar. you back. And like I said, get all the guys together and we'll do a, a Titty Bingo special. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Give our best to all the guys. Thanks again, Dar. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is, Titty Bingo and homework. Wait a minute, I almost forgot the most important part of all for our listeners. Yes, there goes the alarm. <laughs> we got a Titty Bingo swag bag to give away. Did they tell you about that, Dar? <laughs> no. <laughs> what oh, is it? No. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm going to look right now. Okay, we have for our listeners, and we've been waiting all afternoon to do this, we have a Titty Bingo swag bag prize package giveaway. It includes a Titty Bingo camouflage hat and a Titty Bingo sticker. And the most important part of all, it includes the soon-to-be-released CD. So some lucky Ah. listener is going to get all of the songs, all of the music that Dar was just talking about, the new CD from Titty Bingo, along with some stickers and a Titty Bingo camouflage hat is yours and we're going to do this the simple way. We've done some giveaways where we, you know, we ask questions to see if people have been listening and ask them what they, you know, what our guests have said or what the name of the song was. We're going to do this one really easy, folks. This is going to be really easy. So I want you to write this phone number down if you don't already have it. Three, four, seven, nine, four, five, seven, one, three. Seven. I'll repeat it one time for you. Three, four, seven. Nine, four, five. Seven, one, three, seven. Okay, get ready. The way we're going to do this is the old-fashioned radio giveaway way. We are going to take the 50th caller, 50, 50th caller to that phone number right now gets... 
the Titty Bingo swag package. So get on those phones, give us a call, and our engineer, Nick, will get your name and your email and the information we need to get the Titty Bingo swag bag prize package to you. So give us a call, 347-945-7137. Give us a call right now. The 50th caller wins the package while we're going to sit back and do our homework. department is just so i mean you guys are outstanding our our awards department there we're going to have and to tell you uh, what, and those calls came in fast and furious too and they were right on it i'll tell you it remind me of the day uh, back when i was at uh, q105 in tampa and we used to blow out the switchboards with calls <laughs> those were well those were the days those were the days my friend we thought they'd them. never end <laughs> Yes, Mary Hopkin, I remember her well. Okay, anyway, our prize winner today is, we did that, Michelle Brooks of Chicago, Illinois. 
Get yourself a titty bingo prize package. You stay on the phone, and uh, Nick will get all the necessary information to uh, to send you your prize package. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. We thank you for listening to us, and uh, hope you'll be uh, sticking around and listening to us forever because we plan on being here forever. Okay, Michelle Brooks, Chicago, Illinois, congratulations. Thank you very much, and thanks to Titty Bingo as well. Right now, we're going to have to move right along because we have our next guest standing by, and we're going to take you right now to some of his amazing music. Uh, the man is a tremendous talent in addition to being a multifaceted musician. He is also an amazingly adept hoop dancer who's a past champion. And uh, matter of fact, he finishes in the top two or three every year. So he is also consistently uh, challenged or uh, talented. We're going to have him on doing a couple of songs from his latest album, his latest CD, and he'll be joining us in about four and a half minutes. This is Tony Duncan. It's called... Shining Lights.
That's called Shining Lights, the title track from the new album by our next guest, Mr. Tony Duncan. Tony, welcome aboard. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Going well, Tony. Welcome aboard. So glad you could join us here today. How are things with you? Uh, things are good. Things are good. Right now, I'm actually um, in New York. I'm actually in um, over in Niagara Falls doing some hoop dancing, doing some flute music, and um, I'm here for a couple weeks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm uh, I'm familiar with that part of the world. I'm from upstate New York myself, so uh, I, I've been there and done that. Of course, I've Spent a few years in uh, in Arizona as well, so I've uh, kind of shared the both parts of the country. You're up there doing both the hoop dance and the music, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of different events going on, and uh, there's actually um, an area over here, uh, a theater that's called the Spirit of the Mist, um, where I do some hoop dancing, and then I also get to share some of my flute music. It's um, a performance uh, dance type of a thing. You do some amazing, amazing stuff. I've uh, I've seen your work on uh, well, both on your site and on YouTube. You've got uh, you've got about five uh, really nice videos on your site now. I've uh, passed on to uh, my listeners and followers uh, before the show, and uh, always impressed with your uh, with your talent and how well how well you work at it. And I do believe you must work at it. Yeah, yeah, just um, even today and yesterday, you know, um, just about every every day I try to do um, a lot of different conditioning, whether it's running or also, um, you know, always coming up with new things with the hoops, the hoop dancing, and um, then it's, it goes either way, you know, music and dance come together. So when I feel like I'm doing a little bit too much of hoop dancing, then I want to go a little bit more towards uh, my music and get into the flute playing. And flute playing is a very spiritual connection, you know, um, so it's it's really it's really nice to be able to do music and dance and to kind of do that as so-called job, you know, to, but to have fun at the same time. Well, as they say, some wise person once said, if you find something you enjoy doing, you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, I'm not sure that's entirely true because that that hoop dancing that you do is definitely what uh, my body would consider work. That that is terribly rigorous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I really, really enjoy it. And um, the real beauty of hoop dancing, actually, is that it's a dance, and it's very athletic and very strenuous, but it also teaches um, a, a lesson, you know. It talks about having balance in your life, living life in a healthy way, the way everything moves in cycles and honoring every part of that cycle, whether it be, you know, your relatives or whether it be your elders and honoring every single point of life. And so it's a a dance, but also teaches a lesson. It's a a philosophy of a way of life as well. That's that's very interesting. I'm glad you explained it that way. Now, how did you you get into that? I know you were undoubtedly exposed to it as a child. Was it something you naturally gravitated into? You just felt you wanted to do? Um, well, as a Native as a, a native people, um, our families are, are very close. So everything that we do, it's passed down, whether it be your father, whether it be your grandfather. A lot of times there's um, many generations of whether it be a silversmithing, you know, many different generations of singers. Sometimes your singer, your father was a singer, then you became a singer. 
Uh, in my case, my father was a hoop dancer, and so my father taught me how to hoop dance when I was five years old. And then my father was a flute player as well, and my father taught me how to play the flute when I was 10 years old. And so I was always an apprentice to my father. I'd be playing the drum for him as he, he would play the flute, and I'd also be you know at his side helping him make the different flutes. And then hoop dancing, I, I just don't really remember starting to hoop dance. It was always in my family. All my brothers hoop dance. Um, it's something that you grow up in, and it's a, a way of life. You start dancing, you brought into the circle, and after that, it's just always a part of you. You know, the, the drum beat, they say, you, the very first sound that you hear before you even enter into this world, you listen to the heartbeat of your own mother. Then after you're born, you come into this world, right. you have that, that, that connection to the drum. So I've been dancing and doing music since far back as I can remember. And I, you just mentioned something else. If I, if I caught what you said correctly, it was something I was unaware of. Uh, that is, you, you also make the flutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and my father, uh, my father passed the, the knowledge of uh, making Apache flutes. There's um, two different types of, of, of flutes that Native, Native Americans oh, use. Right. Um, there's a wooden flute that actually is used for many of the tribes from up into the Dakotas, kind of making it very famous. Uh, a lot of the Lakotas um, using the wooden flute that's kind of carved. You would carve it out, and then you would place the two pieces back together. Whereas in the southwest, where I'm, I'm born and raised, I'm from Arizona, uh, we use the Apaches, we use a river cane. It's similar to a bamboo, but a lot thinner. And so we use a river cane, and that's just one piece of uh, one plant. You don't carve it out. Uh, too much. You kind of, uh, it's kind of carved by nature already, and so it has a, a softer, it has a softer tone. And that last song that you just played there is actually with the river king. That was a beautiful song, and I, I was, uh, I, I was unaware of the two different types of flutes, as well as the fact that you were actually, you were actually making the flutes yourself. That's, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's another uh, amazing facet of. Uh, well, I considered to be an amazing person. You are you are very talented, and the fact that you are I don't know, how do how do I say it? The, the fact that you understand the the traditions that go with it and are able to pass this on to well, for example, to us and the listeners and everything is. Uh, is really wonderful the fact that you're able to take the the meanings behind it it's one thing to get up and perform uh, for an audience it's another thing to be able to explain the the meanings and what goes into it and uh, uh it's fascinating I'm, I'm glad you brought that part out because that was uh that was a uh, very important part of it now you this new album that you have the new cd that you have out is called Singing lights. That's correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, and the, the uh, latest, tell us a little about the album. Sure. Yeah. The the latest album, Singing Lights, is actually it's a duo album. So I'm half of the album. Um, the other half is my my collaborator who I've been writing music with for about ten years now, um, Mr. Darren Yazi. He's Navajo. He's originally from Chinle, Arizona. And uh, he plays the acoustic guitar, and I play a variation of River King flutes as well as the Northern Plains of Wooden Flutes. And uh, it's a very soft, um, very beautiful type of a feel that we always try to to um, 
combine the softness of the uh, finger picking on the acoustic guitar and then that of the 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 flute Native American flute and we've been playing together for quite some time and these songs actually um, they come from stories many of those stories are um, about Matonse or he's one of the main characters in a lot of our stories is the coyote uh, we have different stories of creation as well uh, we have many stories of how things came to be here upon Mother Earth and a lot of the stories my father told me and I listened to them all of my brothers, my sister, we would all come around, my father, and he would tell us these stories of Apache stories and stories that had um, been passed down. And I started to visualize them in my head as I got older. And, of course, I wanted to see how, you know, maybe these stories would have sounded a long time ago through music. And so hopefully they, can, they come to life in this album. And Singing Lights is actually a story uh, that talks about the stars, how the stars were created in the night sky. They're actually um, stones that were blessed by the hands of the Creator, okay, gifting them to all of the, the small animals and allowing them to see their trails and to hunt better uh, at that time when Grandmother Moon would become um, half of what she started off as and then she became a small sliver of what she started off as. At that time, they say all the beautiful stars were created um, to help out all of the little animals of the night world. And so the, many of these, these songs come from those stories, and they hopefully have that good, peaceful feeling. They bring that good energy. They bring what we call good medicine. It's, uh, music is a way of healing. It's a way of uplifting people and changing their spirit in a good way. Well, I can't, I, I can't disagree with that, and I, I hope that you're able to include the, the, the stories that go with this, or at least the, the overall story, uh, in the album, I mean, in written words, so people can be, become aware of the fact that there's more to this than just some beautiful music to listen to. I know John Bon Jovial has something he'd like to ask, John. Well, yeah, I, uh, Tony, I, I think you've probably already answered my question just in listening to the conversation that you and David have been having, but uh, of, of which tribal nation are you a member? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't properly introduce myself. My um, my name is Tony Duncan. I come from born and raised in Arizona. My father is of the San Carlos Apache Nation, and my mother is actually from North Dakota originally. My mother is from the Arikara and the Hidatsa Mandan people, from originally from North Dakota, right alongside the Missouri River. She's from a small town called White Shield, North Dakota. And um, myself, I'm born and raised in Arizona, though. You know, I've I grew up. Um, doing most of the types of dancing that comes from the southwest. Uh, hoop dance actually doesn't come from the Apache. It comes from the Taos Pueblo, but it's a dance that kind of blew up and kind of went um, all over, all across what we call Turtle Island. So many hoop dancers all the way from Arizona, all the way to New York, to Florida, to everywhere. And that's you, the main thing I do now is actually hoop dancing. Should, do you still call Arizona your home? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been... This past summer, we started off in um, traveling, doing a tour in Italy. Italy, then we uh, went to Berlin for a couple weeks, and we traveled all across to do all types of performances. Indianapolis for the Idle Drug Indian Market, and most recently Santa Fe Indian Market. But every time that I'm traveling, even as I'm here in Niagara Falls, and I see the beautiful sights. You know, there's nothing like going home, and I, I love the, the the desert of Arizona. That's that's what I call home for sure. Oh, it's a wonderful place. Well, I, uh, you know, I lived in uh, I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for a number of years, so I'm very familiar with uh, Taos Pueblo and you know uh, a lot of the Native American culture. And uh, you know, you your, your people set 
a good example for the world. Uh, it's something that should have been heated many years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah I, can, I, I can concur on that. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I was just going to say was that, you know, the thing that um, is very interesting that I think a lot of people don't see is um, there's a story behind everything that we that we do as uh, Native people, whether it's dancing or whether it's uh, what we even wear. You know, there's stories that are on our regalia. If you see my outfit, you'll see that it comes from the, the land where I'm from. It kind of tells a representation of where I'm from. Same thing with our music, with everything like that. A lot of people kind of think as Native Americans as just one one big tribe or something like that, you know. And uh, but you know, there's over 500, over 550 different nations in, in the United States federally recognized tribes, and each tribe has their own language. Each tribe has their own colors that represent certain things, has their own designs, and and so that's that's one thing that I like to do as a performer also is to tell stories of my people and also try to educate people on the true meaning of Native people. Of we're not stereotypes, you know, we're not like from Hollywood. They have this view of uh, Native American people, but I try to break it down and tell sure. them how it is and how everything is, is about honoring, respecting different things and talking about um, uplifting in a beautiful way like that. I agree, and uh, I, I, that was exactly the point I was making when I when I commented that uh, I hope that you're able to include, you know, in the liner notes of the CD or somehow the story behind the, the songs and the message that's contained in them, and uh, for example, in your in your singing lights and the the uh, the reason for the songs, what they tell, the story they tell, uh, because I think it's important, uh, and uh, we're really honored to have had you join us here for a few minutes today. Uh, we're going to play another track now called "Beauty Surrounds Me." Tell us a little bit about that before you go. Oh, okay. Beauty surrounds me. Yeah. Well. Um, from what you just said there earlier before, actually, very, um, I, I, I kind of didn't really think of that, um, talking about having it in the liner notes, but Robert Doyle with Canyon Records, um, the, the, the label that I'm with, Canyon Records, um, he had the great idea to do just that. So if you have, buy the album, if you have the album, you can open it up and we'll have a, a, a story that goes with each song. And so um, that was a great thing that we did last minute. I think that was like the last thing we did for the album, and it was a great idea by Robert. But so that's in there as well. But yeah, beauty surrounds Wonderful. me is actually wonderful. Um, it's a very, it's a very self, it's a reflective song. If you listen to it, um, for me, it's actually a song that um, I was thinking of when we're, I was on my long travels, and sometimes I have a lot of time to think, and you're just reflecting on your life and how you can um, kind of keep that 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 good way in life and just. A very reflective song. So. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you and Robert were able to get that included in the liner notes. I think that's uh, that's important, and it uh, can only enhance the value of the CD. I know I definitely want to get a copy of that. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks also to Kathy and Robert at. Uh, Canyon Records, who have worked so well with us in the past. We certainly enjoy that, and we hope you'll come back and, and join us again sometime in the near future, Tony. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Tony Duncan from his latest CD, Singing Lights. This is called Beauty Surrounds Me.
And that was beautiful. Beauty surrounds me, Tony Duncan. We've got about 90 seconds left. I want to thank all of our guests today. Tony Duncan from Canyon Records, Titty Bingo, the Big Bads from England, and, of course, International Nova from the Spectrum Music Group. Thank you all for making a great show here today. We'll see you again next month. John Bon Jovial, take us home. You betcha. This was a great show today. Hey, just want to remind you, don't forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowersawards.com. And artists, if you want to get heard on The David Bowers Awards, be sure to send in your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com. And uh, who knows, you might be on next month's or the following month's program after that. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help USA in beautiful Naples, Florida. And we are available for free download on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Click the follow link and on our Blog Talk Radio page to get reminders of our upcoming shows and like The David Bowers on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Be sure to join us for The David Bowers Awards, Sunday, October 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, with guests The Elders, White Boy Slim, uh, premiering his new live album, the Dan Lawson Band, debuting their new CD, and we're also going to have a special guest that's so special, I don't even know who it is. Plus, there's going to be other stuff that we haven't even thought of yet. So until then, for The David Bowers Awards and all of our crew here, thank you so much. This is John Bon Jovial saying thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.